Hey everyone, welcome to PTSD TV. Today is our PTSD book club and we're going to be talking about not nice. Stop people pleasing, staying silent and feeling guilty and start speaking up, saying no, asking boldly and unapologetically being yourself by Dr. Aziz. Dr. Aziz. Dr. Aziz. So this is an awesome, awesome episode. I'm really mm -hmm. excited to dive in here. This episode of PTSD TV is sponsored by Broken to Unbreakable, which is my PTSD and CPTSD recovery program. So that allows us to kind of be here and to do things like that, which kind of leads me into, mm -hmm. if you don't already know who I am, my name's Kayleen. I'm a PTSD and CPTSD recovery coach. I work with people all over the world to help them overcome their PTSD and CPTSD. I personally had CPTSD for over 15 years and now no longer do. And this lovely man to my right is... Brad Shipke, I am her significant other, and uh, I was there for every step of her PTSD recovery and went through PTSD myself, and uh, have we both recovered, and uh, now I'm kind of her support. I call her Coach K. Coach K. Now I want to make that a thing, um, <laughs> but I'm excited about this episode because um, this is really a great book, and I find that a lot of people um, with PTSD are too nice. Mm -hmm. They're always looking for other people's approval and can't really don't really feel like they're themselves. So that's really good. I'm excited to dive into this. Yeah. And there's a lot. I don't know if it, for those of you who are watching, it's you can see book. how big the book is. And I just got kind of a few things before we get started. Dr. Aziz is he's a pretty amazing guy, right? A pretty amazing doctor of psychology, I believe. Right. Mm -hmm. And a pretty just kind of impressive public speaker and kind of a the world renowned. They call him the world expert on confidence right so he's a pretty cool guy yeah yeah and he struggled with a lot of this stuff himself which is something we always look for when we go to read and take advice from people we try to see you know are they just getting this from textbooks and are is it just theory in their mind or is it something they've personally overcome that they personally struggled with mm. and um gone on to help people because they first had to help themselves. So that, to right. us, is one of the truest testaments to validity, really, honestly. Right, is right. He went through this himself. It, you know, it's something that he struggled with, and it's something that he overcame. Right, And right. that is the biggest thing, because it comes from a real true place, on top of, of course, a lot of research and a lot of studying and a lot of um, schooling. Right, but. right. So, like, he, he, he suffered a lot with, like, the social anxiety and, like, just all, like, that internal pressure and anxiety and stuff himself overcame it and then went on to help a bunch of other people too. So he like, he's proven his process, not only with himself with, but with thousands of other people, which is like, like Kayleen said, we're always looking for somebody who has personally done it. And then, you know, it's also been proven with other people. So it's not just like a one, one and done kind of deal. Right. Which is awesome. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So I guess just a few more things for those of you who are new to the podcast or to the video. You know, we're here to spread the belief because it's true <laughs> mm -hmm. that you can recover from PTSD. Yeah, it is possible. There is a road to healing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not PTSD is a normal reaction to an abnormal event. So you're not like crazy or you're not having weird emotions, you're a normal human being. Mm -hmm. um, you got this. We're here to give you help and advice and support and love. Mm -hmm. And everything comes from a place of that uh, love and support and advice. And we're here to help. Yeah. And if you yeah. take action, and ultimately that is the biggest part, if you take action, you can do this. Right, right. Really the, the old belief of that, you know, PTSD makes you broken and that you have to suffer forever. Um or that like you're going to be damaged forever, forever and you're never going to live a normal life again. Those are really old, old antiquated beliefs that have just been kind of like 
taking over society and everything. So like we're doing our best job to break that belief with you because it's, I mean, it's been shattered pretty much time yeah. and time and time and time yeah. and time again. So I love that we always start with that because it's so true and it is really just, it's just an old belief that you can't recover, Yeah, you know, because there is a path, there is a way to do it. But that is, I love starting out. I know. It's well. a great way to start because out. Because I didn't know it's that. It's a great reminder. I didn't know that. I, didn't, I had no idea. It's not, it's not common practice to hear that. No, it's you, not. You, you go out there and you hear all this. How to cope, how to cope. How, how to cope, cope, how to cope, and not how to heal. Yeah. 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 So awesome, awesome way to start, but mm-hmm. do you want to jump in? Yeah, I'm ready to jump in. Okay, so what we're going to be talking about today is nice defines, we're going to define what kind of nice means and what mm-hmm. Dr. Aziz kind of defines it as, which is awesome. Number two, we're going to be talking about the approval seeker. And number three, we're going to be talking about 15 signs of approval seeking. So Brad and I are definitely very, very guilty of this still, mm-hmm. um, but definitely yeah, it, yeah. when we were struggling, a lot more guilty a of this. A lot more, yeah, because um, like PTSD kind of inten- intensifies what you're already feeling, right? So like before I had PTSD, I, had, I always had like some sense of um, like social anxiety and stuff, but when I had it, it was just like so much worse. And, right. you know... This is this is a big part of this book is is that social anxiety is that anxiety and always looking for approval from other people. So that's really cool. But let's let's dive right on into our first point, which is defining nice. And I'm going to read a an expert ex excerpt excerpt. I think that's what it's called from the book itself. Um, It's uh, Dr. Aziz's um, definition of being nice. Um, And I'll read it right here. And it is being nice does not come out of goodness or high morals. It comes out of a fear of displeasing others and receiving their disapproval. So kind of shocking, kind of eye-opening right there, right? And I'll just like kind of dissect like the first sentence here. Being nice does not come out of goodness or high morals, right? Like you're taught like when you're a kid, right? Be nice. Don't hurt other people's feelings. And what does that really say? It means like don't step on toes. Don't right? step on toes. Now, don't be yourself, really. There, like there is like you can be nice and like get someone a flower. Of course, that's really nice. But right. in these situations, you know, we're talking about a lot of like social situations here, right? So picture in a social situation, be nice means bite your tongue, right? Don't talk about politics. Don't say your piece on religion. Yeah. You know, really hold back is what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like separate situation from like I'm gonna be nice and get you a flower. Right, right. Um, but, but think about those social, cause we're social beings, right? right? We're in front of social people or even if it's a one-on-one contact, right? Be nice means, I mean, we were taught just be quiet, be quiet. Don't be yourself, run away from conflict. And when you run away from cl- conflict, when you like someone does something that you run away from, you just internalize that conflict. So this really applies to relationships right here. So like when you're in a relationship with somebody else and with PTSD, right? So like my mm-hmm. whole thing, one of the biggest reasons why I got hurt by Kayleen's PTSD was because I was always trying to be nice, right? I was always trying to do the best thing for her. And I, I, here's the two sides of being nice, right? It's when like you do everything for other people and nothing for yourself, right? Right. So that's what we're kind of talking about here. So like we're not saying nice, being nice to people is a, like a bad thing, but like it's when it goes way too far and that's the only thing you ever do. And you never take care of yourself. You're only there to make sure everybody else is okay. And you don't care about yourself essentially. And that's like, that was a point that that was a role that I took Mm -hmm. in our relationship is like, I don't really care about myself. You know, maybe I wasn't actually thinking those thoughts, but like I was there to help Kayleen to be nice to her, to, you know, 
make sure that everything was going right for her. And I didn't take any time, any thought, any, like anything for myself. Right. And then when that happens, you just have this, I was just having this like huge internal conflict this huge, like anxiety and stuff. I wouldn't like, if she ever did something that like made me uncomfortable, I wouldn't say anything. Right. Mm-hmm. I would just hold, hold it back. Cause I wanted to be nice. I didn't want her feelings. Right? right. Right. I was just being nice. And I just like, when you, when you're too nice, like you just internalize all that conflict, you hold that around until you like explode. Right. right? And then you're, then you're not nice. Then you're really not nice. <laughs> <laughs> then you're mean. <laughs> but like, it's not about like being, being mean to other people. Right. It's just expressing your honest opinions. Right. And you can express your honest opinions without being mean to people. Right. Right. Cause it's just like not being nice is from what Dr. Aziz is, try- Aziz is trying to say is like, just be yourself, right? Be unapolo- unapologetically be yourself, right? Right. It's so not he's like, not saying not be holding- a jerk. He's not, not at all. No, no. Mean. It's just like when you have feelings, when you have thoughts, express them and don't worry about, you know, the outcome. And he's not, again, he's not saying yell at other people, but like, hey man, like what you just said made me uncomfortable. I, I don't appreciate that. Please don't speak to me that way. very different than being mean and like yelling and fighting right so Mm -hmm. so not nice simply just being yourself and true to yourself right and like if you have an opinion say it right say it right right that's that's really the only way that you're gonna do this is like kind of overcome this is like um well first of all like reading this book is kind of like brings a lot of awareness to all the different types because i was just looking at this right now and he's like he talks about how like many people think they're unlovable, right? So like, that's why I'm not going to be myself. Like I'm too afraid that they're going to see their real me and not like me. That's but he goes one. through, he goes through a bunch of different things that bring awareness to like why you're being nice, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But ultimately the, the only thing that is going to change that is when you take those little leaps, right? So when you feel that little, little bit of discomfort, right? Right. Like when you feel that little conflict or that thing that like you don't like from somebody else and you, like you hold back, right? Force yourself to say something. You know, not to like scream and get mad at somebody, but like to say, speak your mind, speak your mind, right? right. Be honest. And so it lifts told, a weight off of you. Yeah. Oh my God. And how, I think how you're about you to just like, say talk. the quote that I'm about to say, which is, say um, you know, a lot of parents, yeah, I yep, think this. <laughs> when, when you're younger and a lot of teachers and a lot of authority, they say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Mm-hmm. Don't speak at all. Don't be honest. Don't be yourself. Don't. Right. Yeah. So when someone says, hey, here's my opinion on politics. And don't you, rock the boat. You disagree with them. You're supposed to not say anything at all. Right. So yeah. don't make waves. Don't rock the boat. If you don't no. have anything nice to say, don't say it. And again, we're not saying you have to say something mean. It's not that black and white. No. no. Right. So it's just it's like, about doing what you oh, want. Oh, yeah. I actually disagree with that. You know, here are my thoughts on it. Yeah. And you rock the boat because you're the only <laughs> maybe Democrat in the room or you're the only Republican or whatever in the whatever room. Whatever it is. And yeah. everyone else is like, oh, well, blah, blah, right. So, like, <laughs> you know, like you just you, you ha- like it's 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 a really interesting concept. And it's it's kind of weird to explain because it's saying you're like, OK, not nice. You want me to be not nice. And yes, we want you to be not nice. But. Again, it's not black and white. It's not nice or mean. <laughs> right, right. And that's that's another thing, right? You think it is black and white. You think you have to be on one end of the spectrum or the under, other end of the spectrum. And you talk about politics, like, that's the best example. That's a good you one. think you have to pick a side. And if you pick a side, you're automatically at war with the other one. Right. So, like, it's not, it's not black and white. We're trying to find a place in the middle, which is you. You. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Be yourself. Yeah. What are your opinions? What are your thoughts? Break free of the pack, man. Yeah. Stop following the, fa- fa- what do you call those? Uh, 
herd. Stop following the herd. Uh, fish. What do you call the fish? Packs. School. School. Stop. Stop being. The, break out of the school of being a fish, man. <laughs> be yourself, right? Right. You're be just yourself. taught. You're just taught to like fit in, and like be inauthentic. Ultimately, yeah. you're not being authentic to who you are and who you want to be. And this is like this is something that, oh my gosh, I've had so much trouble with. And because you know? you're just taught, you're just trained. Again, it plays a huge role in PTSD, especially if you're in a relationship with PTSD. Yeah. And it yeah. does affect every area of your of your huge, life when you're huge. like, I mean, a lot of things like down to the point where like, you know, there are certain things when you're really still struggling with PTSD that someone says or maybe someone brings up that gives you a lot of anxiety. Right. And instead of saying something right you don't say anything at all, right? Because you don't want to rock the boat because you don't want to say, hey, please, can we, you know, can we leave that conversation for another time? Mm. And because that's a hard thing to say, right? For a lot of reasons, because you have the anxiety, because you have the fear, because maybe it brings a lot of intense emotions up, but also because we're afraid to rock the boat, right? We're afraid to affect other people's lives. To offend people. With this moment right where this moment is talking about maybe something on the news and this was really challenging so when you talk about inputs you talk about negative inputs right and when I I share my story when like on the free training on the webinar I share a little bit about kind of that journey of trying to swap the inputs and something I talk about is like my friends were always they're, they're very into politics, right? And so they're always talking about the latest thing on the news, the latest tragedy, the latest event. And I was always terrified to say, hey, can we can we leave that for another time? Like, I, I don't want to hear about that, right? I was terrified to say that right, because it right. didn't make me feel good, even if it didn't necessarily, like, trigger PTSD, right? right. It didn't make me feel good, right? It made me it strengthened my belief that you know the world's a, a scary place and like all these things that has a lot of other implications even is if it isn't directly like it it triggers like a flashback or anything right so it still has a lot to do with my life yeah. and how I'm living my life and so that was me being nice not saying any, anything at all and just like riding the conversation out while feeling right. like not so great about myself, not so great about my view on the world and feeling, you know, anxious. And eventually that would lead into other things, right? It's like the tip of the iceberg kind of thing. Instead of saying, you know, hey guys, can we, why don't we, you know, or just changing the subject yourself, right? Or saying, can you please leave this for another time? You know, I I don't feel comfortable talking about this right now. Or I I, I prefer not to talk about this. Can you guys talk about this when I'm not here? Right. And, you know, at first they'll be like, "Oh, oh, well, yeah, like, of course, like, or, or not, and you can leave, right? So yeah. like, but, like, at least you've said your piece. So instead of me internalizing those things, because you think about, like, if my friends knew I was internalizing those things, they'd feel bad. They'd be like, well, like, why didn't you say something, right? Right, like, right, of, right. Of course we would have changed the conversation, right? So it, it kind of really is that simple, but I think that's a good example of how this affects PTSD as well as, as well as every area. Well, here, here's the deal, right? This book is about relationships, right? If you're a human being on this planet, you're going to engage in relationships and PTSD has a huge impact on how you interact with other people, right? And like I was saying before, it makes all those insecurities, all those things that you had before, um, just like that much more intensified. So like that makes books like this, like, yes, this is not about PTSD, but like if you want to improve your relationships, with people and PTSD has a huge impact on relationships. We need to be looking at across the spectrum of everything. 
And like, like I was saying before, with our relationship, this was a huge thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, communication, right? Having honest, open, loving communication and not being afraid to have that communication with somebody that you love or your friends or anybody. And like Kayleen was saying before, mm-hmm. when you actually, when you do take those little leaps to say what you want, you're going to feel so much better. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave. How many times do you like, you just hold your tongue and then like, maybe you're at your friend's house or something, you hold your tongue and then on the drive home or something, like you just like beat yourself up. Cause you're like, oh, no, 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 this person said this. And, but really it's cause you didn't say your point point. you didn't get your thoughts out. And now you're just, you're having all those thoughts in your head. It's like, you need to get those thoughts out when it comes up. Like, don't, don't have that drive home and be like, oh, I wish I said this. I wish I said this. I should have you know, said this. Why did he say this? It means this. Or like, this is what he should have been thinking or whatever. And like, don't do that. Just like start taking those little leaps and you'll find that all that stress that you're carrying throughout the rest of your day or yeah. like whatever is like going to go away. Cause you're, you're just like, you're getting it out. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you have like a conversation or when you communicate with someone that you love with PTSD, it's like you get your real emotions out and then you're not holding them in. Right. That's right. why therapy is like, like so effective for some people. And really it's just like, I'm just telling you honestly, cause you're a third party that doesn't judge me or anything. <clears throat> like that's one of the most powerful things is just you being able to tell somebody else, but you can have that with anybody. Right. <laughs> so if you just knew that, like it's huge, but yeah, to get that weight off. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, I think that kind of defines nice. I think that kind of <laughs> gives you a nice foundation of what we're kind of talking about here. Not being mean, um, but not being nice, not being overly nice, right. kind of like doing what's best for you. And then when you, once you do what's best for you, you can give your best to other people Yeah, as well. That's the ultimate thing. Yeah. Um, but now let's move into, um, Point, point number two, the approval seeker, right? So this was one of the, um, the pieces in the book that we picked out as, you know, we thought would have the biggest impact on, um, on you guys as the listeners. So I'm going to read a little, another excerpt. I think I'm saying that right from the yeah. book, um, about the approval seeker. So regardless, regardless of the origins, it appears that everyone has an internal approval seeker. This is the part of us that wants people to like us, hates conflict, disconnection, and discord. This is the part that wants everything to be smooth, for everyone to get along, and everyone to love us. While this desire for harmony and connection is completely natural, it can be problematic. When we are being nice, we are usually identified with the approval seeker inside of us. Instead of it being just another part that's influencing our feelings and behaviors, it becomes the only part. It is driving the bus, determining where you go, what you say, and what you do. It begins to run your life. Pretty powerful. And now I'm just going to read three quick points about the approval seeker. Um, What the approval seeker wants, what it's looking for, right? So one, that no one has a negative thought or judgment about me, right? Two, no one feels any negative or uncomfortable emotions in my presence due to me. And three, no one demonstrates any nonverbal signs of disapproval. So basically, no one disapproves of me, right? No one, like, gets offended by me. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody likes me. Everybody loves me, except for myself, right. <laughs> right? right? I don't like myself, but everybody else likes me, so that's great. Yeah, and that this is a, a huge one, and I think one that a lot of us, especially, and I don't particularly care for the term, like, introvert and extrovert, but especially the people who would define themselves or society would define it more as like introverted and just like, it's that same theme, right? Like don't rock the boat. Don't like, don't make waves. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're at 
a party. Like, don't say your opinion, right? Like, everyone needs to like you. You need to take a neutral position on everything, right? right? On every conversation, no matter what the topic is, no matter what your beliefs, you have to nod your head and say, "Mm mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. Very interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to just, like, always be nodding and always be basically like at the whims of other people so you know if brad's saying like oh my view is you know i'm a hardcore democrat and i think this on the law about this and i'm like Mm -hmm. that's yep mm -hmm." right yes even though maybe i don't have those opinions my opinions are totally opposite right? right and that's just an example but you know it's it's really interesting and you can watch and once i mean a big part like we talked about yesterday a huge giant part is just the awareness and once you become aware and we'll jump into the 15 signs of approval seeking in just a second but once you become aware of these things you're going to be like what am i doing right 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 (laughs) right and so like brad said like okay yes if you're an approval seeker great and everyone likes you and that's great but at the end of the day when you go home you don't really like you because you didn't really have a good time because you weren't able to be yourself because you weren't right. able to express yourself because you always kind of feel guarded, right? You never really, you never express what's in your heart or your opinion or your thoughts. And you just kind of, you have this big like wall around you. You're like this like enigma, yeah. right? Like no yeah. one really knows your opinions. No one really knows your right. thoughts. And like some of the people I love most in the world are like really strongly opinionated. Mm. And like it drives me nuts, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> especially when we disagree yeah. with your like opinions. <laughs> but I love them, and I so so respect them, and I appreciate them. And their opinions on on whatever it is, even if it's completely opposite to mine, doesn't change my opinion of them. Right? I still right, love right. them, and we have friends that um, disagree with like a lot of kind of the concepts that like I teach. Right. And one of them is like if you you, a lot of people for PTSD, again, you know, think that, oh, my brain was changed. My brain was damaged from the trauma and you cannot undamage your brain. Mm -hmm. And the the simple fact is if you can damage it and you can repair it. Right. And that's it's it's just a fact. Right. Right, And it's just been proven. And it's just we have a lot of uh, or we have one friend that disagrees with that and hasn't read the literature on the. Um, the studies that have the, been done. The, the studies yeah. on the growth of the brain and right. how you can actually grow your brain and change your brain and it's right. this whole new field and actually really and fast yeah. so uh, yeah and very very quickly and <laughs> and very very successfully like yeah. a 90 success rate is pretty much 100 percent. Right? i think it's like 98 yeah right yeah. so like it anyway so but his very firm strong opinion on that doesn't change how much we care about him doesn't change how much we hang out with him like we love him right and mm. it doesn't change any of that. And I so appreciate his strong opinions, even though they drive me wild sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. But we still love them. So yeah. that, I don't know. It's, it's important, I think, to see, like, some of the people that we love most in the world are very strongly opinioned. Yeah, yeah. Gotta get out of the flow, man. Right. Stop and going so, with like, the flow. a lot of us think that, you know, if we don't go with the flow, people will hate us. People will. Right. And people will disagree with you. But yeah, yeah. they're not going to hate yeah. you for it. But guess what? You aren't going to hate you. And at the end of the day, when you lay down, you're going to be like, I did what I'm I I'm proud of myself for standing up for myself, my beliefs and what, like who I am and for being me. Right. You'll stop going to bed being like, I hate myself right. for, 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 for doing this, 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 right. or not doing this, this, right. and this. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great segue into 
point number three, which is really going to help build a lot of awareness around the approval seeker and how you are or might be looking for uh, approval from others. Um, so we're going to go through the 15 signs of approval seeking from the book. And we'll kind of go through each, each one and then um, like say a little bit about it. So the first one is avoiding no, right? You avoid saying no to others. You fear they will become upset or think you are a bad person. So you usually say yes, even if it adds more stress to your life. Huge one. You can't say no. You can't say no to things that I you don't want to do. I was guilty of that. I, yeah. It's the thing that like, it's, we, always, we always say this to each other. It's like, what do you really want? Do you really want to do this? Like express who you really like honestly are yeah. and what your honest opinions are. You're not going to offend me. I want to know. I want to know whether you want to do this or not. Right. You know, do you want, do you want, do you want a, um, uh, banana pancakes or do you want chocolate chip pancakes? You're like, Oh, I don't care. I don't care. Is actually really bad. That's something I used to do all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're just not making a decision. Start to try to make decisions. Say no, say yes. That's the other thing. Avoid, you, you avoid want. saying no, but you also right. avoid saying yes. You avoid take, taking a side. Right. Right. You're like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's okay. Because again, you don't want to rock the boat. So if Brad asked me, "Hey, um, I'm do, you, would you like banana or chocolate chip pancakes?" I'm like, "Ah, whatever you want." Yeah, whatever you want. Right? I like both. And so, like, and I do like both. But like, I have to ask myself because it's important to build this this muscle that makes decisions. What do I want right now at this moment? I want chocolate chip pancakes. Yeah, yeah. And to be like, I would like chocolate chip pancakes. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, "Okay, great." Yeah. Or he'll be like. I feel like banana pancakes. Let's make both. Like, or, right? Yeah, it's just like, I'll make you chocolate. I'll make banana. Right. It's it's really it's really yeah. interesting to to see kind of how big an area this impacts in your life, and it's down to every little decision. Like, yeah, that. yeah. So that's that's a really good one to, be, to become aware of. Looking for situations where you don't take a side, where you don't pick a side, yes or no. Um, the second point is hesitation. So you often wait for the right thing to say. And thus speak less than you normally do. So you're always waiting. You're like, you're always like kind of like walking on eggshells, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not sure if like, am I going to say this thing, the right thing to like, am I going to upset, upset this person? And is this person going to, you know, approve of this or disapprove of this? And like, what is this person going to think of me? Like, am I putting myself out there in the best light? Right. Right. You know, was that the right thing? To was say? that the right thing to say ultimately? Yeah, so you right hesitate moment. or you say nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a big one right there. <clears throat> And the third one is nervous laughter. <laughs> Kay's really great at this one, but she's very, you're very authentic. You're very authentic, nervous laughter, which is awesome. Yeah. My, my nervous, a lot of people really like my nervous. laughter. Uh, I think <laughs> it's really hilarious. Do. They really I do. love it. Yeah. People, people really like yeah. it. So she's really good at it, but, um, but it's not a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be a sign of, 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 you know, looking for approval or always wanting to be liked or like the, the insta laugh. I do that. You know, like when someone says a joke, I instantly laugh. I don't even like process it, process it or think it's funny or not. It's like, I'm just trying to make them think that their joke is funny. So I just insta laugh. It's a pity laugh. Or it might actually be funny, but I'm just like too afraid to, to not to laugh. Think, to even think about it. But something that I do actually, which makes me feel good. This is kind of off topic, but also kind of on topic. <laughs> when I tell a joke, I instantly laugh right at the end. I do my laugh. Oh my God. I think well, my it gets so many more really laughs, funny. right? Right. Because if you, if you start the, the laugh train, like people just laugh that you're like laughing or laughing at your own joke, yeah. which to me is like the best thing. Yeah. Cause like I tell jokes for me to laugh. I also like to make other people laugh like a lot, like really, really do. But when people see you having a good time, they have a good time. Yeah. And when people see you happy and laughing at your own jokes, 
there it just breaks the ice and it's really yeah. fun I used to be the opposite. I used to be a, a joke tester. Oh, this is hilarious. So like I would I would like say things that like I wasn't sure whether or not people would think were funny. So I'd say it like in a, like a, kind of like a serious voice. I guess there it was it was it was I guess it's just like a certain type of humor. But like, yeah, it'd be a coin toss whether or not people would laugh. Yeah, well, he would say it like really really serious. And I guess it was just like really dry humor. Like sometimes people would be like, wait, like, wait, what? Are you serious, man? Are you okay? <laughs> Actually, I do and like. That. Some, I think that's some still people funny. would think yeah. that like, yeah, you still think it's funny. Some people, and then sometimes it's just like so funny because you're like, that's so ludicrous. <laughs> and why would you say it like that? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the 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 fourth sign of approval seeking: uh, difficulty with endings. Mm. Kate, I I try to help Kate with this. I have a really hard time with this. <laughs> You have difficulty ending things from conversations to friendships to romantic relationships. Not the romantic uh, relationship. We try, we try to help Kate with that part. <laughs> <laughs> As a result, you may drag things out longer than you really want to. So I'm a big person that does this <laughs> when, like, I'm talking to, like, a neighbor or something. Like, I don't end the conversation really ever. I try to do, like, a, a, like a smooth ending. Like, okay, great. And, like, I kind of wait to see if they have anything else yeah. to say. Like, okay, enjoy your walk. And yeah. I just kind of, I, and I kind of linger to see if they want to say anything else, to see if they want to stick around and chat. And like, I could get stuck for hours. Yeah. <laughs> and but. meanwhile, I'm just like, hey, okay, I'm gonna get back to work. I'll see you later. <laughs> see you later. And I'm like, oh no, now I don't have an out. Like I just lost my, <laughs> my reason to leave. So that's a really good one to start like, again, building that muscle, becoming aware of like, can you not end this conversation? Do you want to end this conversation? Do you really want to be having this conversation? Right. And We're all guilty of it, right. you know, because you want to be nice. You know, you want to be like, nice. you know? it's not always like wrong to like let somebody else talk. Right. But like, it's like ultimately it's like your decision. Like, do you want, like, is this a conversation that you really don't want to be having? Well, there are moments too. Like, do then you don't want be to be having to do it what for you this want. long? Like yeah. three minutes is probably enough. Okay. Now I have to go. Right, I do enjoy talking to my neighbors, but right, after right, a certain right. amount of time, okay, I do have to go. I do have to get to work. I do have to whatever, or the grocery store, right? Or like we have Shiloh a lot, right? So we have <laughs> oh my gosh, Shiloh, and a lot of people approach us. Which Shiloh is my dog, my Shetland sheep dog, service dog, and so a lot of people approach us and talk actually to Shiloh. Yeah, because we like walk through Walmart or something, and it takes like probably ten times longer than a normal person. Because so many people come to up get to us. one item. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of kids just kind of come up oh and God. they're just like, they just like stare at you. You're so cute. <laughs> and they look like at Shiloh and 50 so, feet away. Right. And so there's <laughs> moments where like, especially for kids, I'll stop and I'll talk and I'll explain and um, I'll let them say like hello and stuff. And then yeah, it's always great there. It, it's great. It's really great for kids. And it's really great to like educate. And he's, he's, he's so focused and yeah. he's such a good guy. Shiloh is. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> but also there are moments where, you know, I really don't have the time to do that, right? We do have to get in and out for some mm. reason because there's something more important. So I think prioritizing is kind of key there. But but knowing, like, do I really want to do this? Or, like, maybe it's really late. Maybe it's really early. I just want to get the pancake mix, and I want to go home, right? Yeah, man, I, I want my pancakes. I, I want my chocolate chip pancakes. Right. I want my banana pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was number four, difficulty with endings. Number five of the fifth sign of approval seeking is being overly agreeable, right? right? You smile, you nod, and are very agreeable with others regardless of your actual opinions on the subject. So you agree with everything that everybody else says, mm -hmm. says, right? Mm -hmm. Without taking your own stand, without expressing who you really are. That mm -hmm. one's kind of self-explanatory. We kind of talked about that mm -hmm. before. Especially with politics. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially with politics. But mm -hmm. anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like Kayleen's doing right now. She's mm -hmm. just saying, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I loved it too. Mm-hmm. Did you? No. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> Dumbo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> um, and now we'll move on to number six of the sign of approval seeking, which is avoiding disagreement. You avoid disagreeing with others, challenging others, or stating alternative perspectives. So that's another great one. So kind of along the overly agreeable, right? Like, right. hey, I think that the law on chairs should be different. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And you're like, well, I think it should stay the same. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then number seven, the seventh sign is fear of judgment. This is a big one. This is a big one. Yeah. And I have a good scenario for this. You can read it. I'll read it. You're afraid of the judgments of others, which can lead lead to nervousness, hesitation, overthinking, and social anxiety. So you're always worried about what other people are thinking right. about you. And I think a big one for a lot of people who are in romantic relationships is in-laws, right? So like oh, yeah. when you're trying, like you're just maybe meeting the in-law or the future in-laws and you're kind of, you really walk on eggshells because like you, you like this person that you're with and like you want these people to like you. Because if they don't like you, it's going to be a long forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I think that's a really good one, too. And then you're nervous. And then you're nervous. You're and you're not yourself. Yeah. And you don't say, you don't act like yourself. And, like, you know, the reason that your significant other is in love with you is because of who you are, mm-hmm. right? And so when you go and you meet their parents and you're, like, not who you are, and then, like, you're surprised that the parents are, like, what? Like, why are you with that person? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's really important to be yourself. (laughs) It is super important. And like, as, as I, as we, as we talk through these things, I'm also thinking like, we're not trying to be perfect on these things. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Like, so like, again, you don't beat yourself up if you're doing all of these things so far, we all do these at certain points. Mm -hmm. The best thing is like, we want to become aware of when we do these things and, you know, really try to grow that internal self and like really become connected with your authentic true self. So that's kind of why we're doing this. We're like, you're not supposed to be perfect. You're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. No. And we still do a lot of these things, if not all of them from time to time. From time to time. Yeah. But you do your best to become aware and be like, oh, I'm I'm going to like, oh, this is a moment. And the other day we were in the car. I was talking to a neighbor, but we were in the car together and he was like, did you really want to be in that conversation that long? Right. Like maybe next time we can say this, this and this, or maybe next time you should try this. And I was like, that's a great idea. Right. So really just like the awareness is the biggest right the biggest point just saying mm-hmm. like oh i'm not being myself okay how can i be myself or how can i be a little bit better next time mm-hmm. and not beating yourself up because you're a human right. being at the end of the day right and that's how you're gonna make those those leaps and those improvements so now we'll move on to number eight of the eighth sign of approval seeking which is fear of upset right you're afraid that others are secretly angry or critical of you even though they seem to like you when you're together this can lead to constant background unease that you that you may have quote done something wrong that someone is upset about. So that's a, that's a big one. You know, like um, you're afraid that others are angry or critical of you, even though they seem to like you mm-hmm. when you're together. So that is just kind of like I don't know, man. Paranoia. Paranoia. Yeah, that's hard. A little bit. That's, that's a hard. tough one, but especially when if you're someone who engages in gossip, this is tough. And especially with these people. So yeah. if you're in like a friend group that engages in a lot of gossip and you talk about other people when they're not around you, 
maybe negatively, maybe judgmentally, but maybe not. Maybe you're just kind of talking about them and there is not a ton of judgment, but you're still talking about them. When you leave that friend group, you're going to fear that those people are talking about you. Right. right? Because that's <laughs> what you all That's what do. you do. Right. So that that can be uh, definitely like a cause of that. And gossip is, is a negative input in general, but something just to be aware of the gossip specifically, I think, for that one. Yeah. The mirror, right? Mm-hmm. So like you think poorly about this person, even though you're acting nice towards them. Mm-hmm. So you think that they're doing the exact same thing that you're doing. Tough right? situation. It's yeah. a tough situation. Yeah, for sure. And now we'll move on to number nine, the ninth sign of approval seeking, which is pressure to entertain. Pressure to entertain. Um, you feel pressure to have something great to share, such as funny, um, such as a funny or highly engaging story about an adventure that you had. And I think a key word here is pressure, right? It's not mm-hmm. bad to entertain people, right? right. You could be right. fun. You like I fun, love entertaining people, right? But I think when you feel that pressure, when you feel that like, I need to do this, you know? That's what he's kind of talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now we'll move on to number 10, the 10th sign of approval seeking, which is second guessing and controversial replays. So mm-hmm. this is this is a cool one. Yeah. This is a really, we kind of touched on this a little bit before, but um, during an interaction, you experience self-consciousness and doubt about how you are coming across. You imagine you should be someone, quote, better than you are. Afterwards, you re- replay the interaction in your mind and find all the things you did wrong in ways you may have upset the other person and things you should have said. So this was when I was saying, like, you go to a friend's house and on the, on the drive home, you're like, oh, should I, should I have said that? You know, I did this thing wrong. I did this thing wrong. This, did this person write me? Did I say the right thing? Did I smile enough? Did I smile too much? Did I smile too little? Did I laugh enough? Was that laugh too hard? Did I laugh too hard at that joke that he made? Did I not laugh hard enough? Should I have said this? Should, should I, I have said, said this? that? Yeah. Should I have oh stood there? Should I have sat there? Should Who I have does ate that? that? Like, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't do that? Big one. Right? Big giant one. Yeah. yeah. So that's a huge one to become aware of and be like, oh, that's a sign of me not really expressing my true self in those moments or not being mm-hmm. myself in, in those true moments. And then you have to be like, okay, next time I am going to, you know, take a little leap and, you know, be myself and try to get a little bit better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, number 11, the 11th sign of approval seeking is habitual apologies. Apologizing all the time, all the time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you're quick to apologize out of habit, even for minor, minor transgression, transgressions, like starting to speak at the same time as somebody else. Now, every little thing, not to be sexist, but women definitely are more apt to doing this. I see it constantly in women, not as much as I see it in men or sorry, more than I see in men. Right. So, women are always like when someone bumps into you you apologize right (laughs) when someone maybe cuts you off like you apologize like constantly if someone brushes your arm you apologize sorry i did something wrong right right like oh sorry sorry you bumped into me (laughs) and you didn't see me and i had my back turned right and it's really strange when you like come to think of it i work out with this group of women and actually they're all like quite a bit older than me but it's a rule in it's it's a women's only workout group and it's a rule that if you say, I'm sorry, you have to do like burpees and stuff, right? To try to break that habit. But at first when they like instated the rule, which I thought was awesome because the awareness was just like not there. Everyone was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, I grabbed your weight instead of mine. I'm sorry that I like, I, I, I don't know, I tripped over your yoga mat or like, I'm sorry that like I bumped you, right? It was just constant, constant, like 
I have a question. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the the guy's name is Ryan. Like, I'm sorry, Ryan. Uh, what what did you say? Right. So like, I'm sorry. I I like I didn't understand you. I apologize for my lack of understanding. Right. It's just like apologies to an extreme. And is there a time and place for an apology? Yes. But is it in everyday conversation? No. Right. An apology is like something true mm -hmm. to your core, where you know. A mistake was made. You didn't make a mistake by mishearing or misinterpreting. You didn't make a mistake or by getting bumped bumping into. into someone. Just like, oops, is is good enough, right? Yeah. And for the person who bumped into you, you'd be like, I'm sorry, I didn't see where I was going, right? I was I was texting, right? So like, it's it's really it's really important. And anyway, so once we added the I'm yeah, sorry yeah. rule, we did a ton of burpees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got jacked. They got jacked. <laughs> But it's the habitual apologies, like the right. over apologizing for the things that you are not like that you didn't do. Right. You know, that somebody else did. Right, right. Right. So it's like it's the over apology because it's not be mean and never apologize when you do something wrong. Right. Right. right? Again. It's just right. like when I'm doing way too much of this all the time. Like Another every thing. other sentence is like, oh, I'm, so I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I have an opinion. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I have yeah. something to say. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's that's that, that's a really common one. Um, and number 12. The twelfth sign of approval seeking is submissive body language. So you demonstrate submissive body language, such, such as looking away or frequently um, keeping your eyes down, right? So like I used to, I used to be um, a culprit, a uh, offender. I, I used to be a, a huge offender of this, like looking, like not making eye contact, right? So that's something I always try to do now. It's like I always try to like look in somebody's eyes. I have a contest to see how long I can look in their eyes. <laughs> you know who's the best? And like not looking down eye or like slouching. Person? What? Who? Shiloh can keep oh eye my contact gosh. greater than anyone. I, I just give up. He he, he doesn't wins. really blink all that often. Mm -hmm. and I, I, he'll I haven't stare seen him blink right once down. actually ever. Yeah. yeah. He does one eye at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so he can keep eye contact. <laughs> but that's a big one. You know, it's stand up tall. Look at people right. in the eye. You, just like sitting up straight, you feel better. You feel more confident. And when you like, you keep your head up and you look at people, right? Yeah. You feel more confident, especially when you're feeling like uneasy, like stand up straight. That's a sign that you need to stand up straight. Mm -hmm. When you're nervous, stand up straight. Keep your head up, you know, look at people in the eye when you're scared. That's, those are the points when you need to like focus on that the most. And that's what I always like tell myself. It's like when I feel those nerves or that anxiety, it's like stand up. You right. Know? It's huge. Right. I love just, that. I just love that, that, that standing up straight, sitting up straight. Yeah. Adds so much confidence. Right. Even if you don't, and you, you will feel it, but you also look way more confident. Right. And you, it'll feel weird too when you like, yeah, you, you feel that anxiety because like your, your habit is to like slouch or look mm -hmm. away or like not make eye contact look down. So when you stand up straight, you're going to feel so much better. Um, and number 13, the 13th, 13th sign of approval seeking is putting other people first, putting people before you, your well-being. This is a huge one. For PTSD, mm -hmm. man. Um, you have a strong habit of putting others' needs of head ahead of your own and thinking it's selfish to do otherwise, right? Huge. So people think this all the time, especially with PTSD. You think it's selfish to take care of yourself, to take time for yourself, especially for those people who have a family or a loved one or anything. I went through it. Mm -hmm. I know Kaylee went through it. It's mm -hmm. like, I think I'm selfish if I'm taking time away, right? Right. But why? Why is it not selfish? It's not selfish because... You know, especially with PTSD, PTSD is at the core of your whole life. So it's affecting your relationships. It's affecting your finances, your 
career, your sleep, everything, your health. And if you take time to heal that, and only when you take time for yourself to heal that, then you can provide for the people in your life at the highest level. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, if you're not good with yourself, if you don't heal yourself, if you're not kind of happy and fulfilled with yourself and you don't have to be like overjoyous, but, and I'm not talking about being alone, but really healing those parts of you, you can't provide for the people in your life at the highest level, right? Because you're not your best self. And Mm -hmm. so that is the ultimate thing. When you take time for yourself and we're not talking about, you don't have to take weeks at a time for yourself, a couple minutes a day even, right? Right. 10, 15, your drive to work. Like there are times when you're alone by yourself anyway. When you take time for yourself, your family doesn't get hurt. They actually get better, mm-hmm. right? So when you take time to heal, when you take time to listen to the podcast, if you're in the program, when you take time to do the work, when you take time for the coaching calls, Nobody gets hurt. Everybody gets better, right? Your family's not being ignored. They're fine on their own for a little bit, right? And everything gets better. And that's the ultimate thing. You have to be good with yourself to provide at the highest level, to be the best mom, the best dad, the best sibling, the best person, the best person to society, to give the most, to be the best at your career, right? To provide for the people that your career affects. It's it's this big, giant chain reaction where if you can get your core right, if you can be your best self, everybody goes up. Right, right. And in, in Broken to Unbreakable, Kayleen's um, recovery program, she talks about routines, right? Mm-hmm. Building those moments of like making yourself or putting yourself first and taking care of yourself into your daily routine. So you ensure that you are bringing your best self to every single moment, to every single family member, to your career, to everything that she just right. said. So. Super, super important. You're not being selfish. Right. For taking care of yourself. It's actually right? selfless. Yeah. 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 It is. It really is. Like it's it's it might be the most selfless thing you can do because it's like I wanna I wanna make myself the best I can be so I can help you be the best that be you the can best be. That you can be. Right. Right? So that one's awesome. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. We could do a whole episode just on that one. <laughs> um number fourteen, so the fourteenth sign of approval seeking is not stating your desires, right? Back to the this pancakes. Is a huge one. Back to the pancakes, man. Not being able to say no or yes or all that. Um, so you rarely, rare, rarely state what you want directly. Instead, you may suggest or imp- imply something and hope the other person detects it. So like implications, right? I'm trying to apply that I want this thing, but I'm not going to directly say it. Um, and you often question your desires and think they might be either too much or not worthy to ask for. I have a good example for this. Great. Because it also leads into a good conversation, I think. So, like, this is something that we're both actively working on, and we have been for a while. So, so quite a while ago, we were at your parents' house, mm-hmm. and we decided we wanted to do a crossword puzzle together. And I said, <laughs> this is a great conversation. It is, it is. I said, I'd like to sit in the living room and do the crossword near the fireplace. And he said, I would like to sit at the bar stools at the kitchen counter and do the crossword here. And for the, like one of the first times ever, we both expressed our desire. I said, would you mind if we sat in the living room? I would like to sit there. And he said, well, would you mind if we sat at the bar stools? I would like to sit here. And we were both like expressing like this, this is where I want to sit. And it was great. And it was opposite of each other. Right. But we knew we wanted to do this crossword together. I said, okay, so let's flip a coin. 
right? Or I think we did rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. And Brad won, so we sat at the bar stools. And now (laughs) it wasn't like, I wasn't like disappointed and like, oh, I didn't get what I want. And it's not an unwillingness to compromise, which I think is really important. Mm -hmm. Just saying, I prefer to sit in the living room chairs. I prefer to sit at the bar stools. Like really, really simple. And if I won rock, paper, scissors, it wouldn't have been an issue, right? We're willing to compromise. But it's also important to state what you want. Yeah. Right. We were at that point in time, we were, we were like talking about this, about how we needed to like state what we really wanted to and tried to build that muscle of stating what we really wanted. So we both were just like, no, this is what I want. Right. And it was, Which is it awesome. Was like, it was great. At and that we point. Came to Cause we were both thinking impasse. the same thing. It's like, oh, this is a moment where I need to express what I, what I want. It's yeah. like, I would actually prefer to sit here at the counter. And she's like, well, I would really prefer to sit here in the living room. So, and again, it was cool. The compromise was yeah. easy. It wasn't this. No, no. And it wasn't like. That's not how like we like we don't like com- like have conflict over like little things like that all the time. Right, right. But it was just it was like a funny moment where we were both trying to just express what we really wanted. Right, and right. And we both like came to like a funny standstill. It was cool, yeah. and because because usually it's like oh well neither of us really well, don't care. care. What we <laughs> say. We're both just like I don't care. What do you, what do you want? It's like oh I don't care. What do you want? And then we don't do anything. Anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then fifteen, the last sign of approval seeking, is attempting to fit in and impress other people. So you try to fit in into groups by pretending to be interested in things that you're not or exaggerating about your experiences, wealth, or achievements. All submission to peer pressure is approval seeking. So that's I, that's what you just said. Peer pressure. Yeah. Right? I want to I'm, I'm going to tell this person I do this 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 great job, you know, my relationship's great. I live in this beautiful place. You know, mm-hmm. my business is like booming. Like everything's like perfect in my life based on who they are because I want this person to like me or I want this person to like me or I don't want this person to disapprove of me or like what I'm doing. So that, that's a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to run through those? I know we talked about them all obviously, but just run through the headlines so we, okay, well, we can I'll, just, I'll read them all. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. One through 15. So number one, avoiding no. Number two is hesitation. Number three is nervous laughter. Number four is difficulty with endings. Number five is overly agreeable. Um, Number six is avoiding disagreement. Number seven is fear of judgment. Number eight, fear of upset, fear of upsetting other people. Number nine is pressure, the pressure to entertain. Number 10 is second guessing and um, conversational replay so replaying the things in your mind after you leave a conversation mm-hmm. uh, number 11 is habitual apology apologizing too much mm-hmm. um number 12 is submit submissive body language number 13 is putting others first before you number 14 is not stating your desires and number 15 is attempting to fit in and impress other people so so those are great. Those are the 15 signs of approval seeking. Yeah. And I'll just read this one last sentence um, that he says, um, each of these behaviors is pulling you away from yourself. Pulling you away from your true self, from who you really are. And if you can't live with yourself. You, that's the most important thing. You have to be able yeah. to be good with yourself and live with yourself. And that's what this is all about. It's like you like caring about yourself and really like just being okay with who you are yeah. and everything that you do and being the best you and feeling yeah, good at confident. the end of the day. And just like, no matter what anyone else thinks, cause it doesn't matter what they think, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, it matters what you think. 
Yeah. And it matters that you stand up for what you believe in and that you're able to be yourself and you don't, that doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. 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 right? It doesn't matter if people like you. So yeah. we like you. We like you for who you are, even if we disagree with you. Yeah. Especially yeah. if we disagree with you. Right. Yeah. Cause you're expressing who you really are. Yeah. Right? And That's that awesome. is one of the most respectful things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And respected things. Respected so things. our action today, become aware of those 15 signs of approval seeking and also who you're seeking approval from. So it's probably everyone. Like it, it probably is. It's probably in different moments, yeah. in different moments, in different ways. It's probably spouse. It's probably even kids. It's probably strangers. Right. Right. And right. family. So really become aware of the signs of approval seeking. Like when you're nodding your head and you totally disagree. Right. Yeah. So like become aware of those 15 signs. And like we talked about yesterday, awareness is the biggest part. Once you become aware, you can make a plan and you can take action. Yeah. So, and then you can start to say, maybe just, just don't nod your head. Right. And just maybe take those little leaps, right? Say, Oh, that's interesting. I disagree. And you don't even have to say why I disagree because it doesn't matter. Right. If you don't want to, so it matters to be who you are and do and say what you want. And that is the most important part. Right. So that's, that's awesome. What Take those, become, for. become aware, you know, go back and listen to those 15 signs again, if you need to, and try to become aware of how you're doing those in your life. Right. Yeah. That's the best thing you can do. Right. Yeah. Go through, write these down. And even like you could write down like, okay, I'm doing this with this. This is when I do this. This is when yeah. I do this. Like if you want to take this to the next level and really get the most out of this episode, do that. Yeah. And then be like, and then create a plan on how to fix it for the next time. Yeah. Like, like listening is great, but that's like the next level, man. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is. Um, so and take those, take those little leaps. Those are the actions. That's the action that you should take yeah. for this episode. Tiny little moments, yeah. just moments. But this book is amazing book. And we it really is. just scratched the surface. Um, if you're listening, you can't see it, but we really only covered, you know, what? Just a little bit. A 10th or 20th yeah. of the book. And there's like over 400 pages. Yeah. Almost 500 pages here of pure so, content. Yeah. So it's, it's an amazing book. And he talks about like a lot of other things too, like like the guilt on being 100% you, you creating your own rules. Just like some really, really cool stuff that really, really helps um, you overcome being too nice or seeking the approval of other people yeah so yeah so if that's something that you find like really really resonates with your life definitely pick it up we'll put the link below yeah yeah uh you can pick it up on amazon or something yeah amazon and um yeah thank you dr aziz for sending it our way yeah we really appreciate it it was awesome and it continues to be awesome and it's brought a lot of awareness to our life yeah yeah just little little that's why i love these things too because like we get to grow even more while we read these these great books while also sharing them with you yeah yeah okay ready for some final words yes i am ready for some Some final final words words. if you like what we have to say like share comment subscribe like us or hate us just rate us (laughs) either way just rate us (laughs) either way just rate us um if you're someone who's struggling with ptsd please reach out right you can reach out via email i'll be running free ptsd recovery consultations this week and this weekend. So reach out if, you know, I kind of walk you through the journey of where you are now and those kind of desired situations and then bridge the gap on how to get there. Mm-hmm. So it's a great conversation, really, really eye-opening. Um, so reach yeah. out, we can schedule if you feel If you feel stuck in your PTSD right now, you know, like if you're listening to these episodes 
and you're like, I'm, I'm having so much trouble. I still don't know like the exact path that I should be taking. That's what exactly what Kayleen will, will do on the call is, you know, like she said, find out where you are now, where you want to be, you know, like I don't want to have PTSD. I want to be able to sleep through right. the night. I want to end these nightmares, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I want to stop having flashbacks. I want to stop having this. I want to have more quality time with my, my, my family and friends, you know? Yeah. I want to start living my life again. I want to start feeling like me again. That was the hugest one for me. The biggest one for me it was like, I didn't even feel like me. Yeah. I felt like I was this other person and like I hated the person who I was, you know, yeah. when I had PTSD and like she'll break those down and help you create that plan. So we'll put a link below mm-hmm. with um, a page to schedule a consultation with Kayleen. But if you, if you are like, you just feel stuck, like, schedule that consultation is free one-on-one with her. Mm -hmm. Um, she doesn't do these forever. So make sure you click on there now to, um, to like reserve that spot. Cause like her schedule is like always getting filled up and people are always like, and like, she's not, she doesn't do it all the time. So you have to check, you have to click and check to see if if it's even open by the time that you're listening to this. So, um, definitely check that out. It's free. If we had those resources, we'd recover in weeks. Honestly, we just got a, um, yeah. Uh, amazing, incredible testimonial. Maybe we'll put a link to that too yeah, below. Yeah, we'll put that below. It's an awesome testimonial of, of the program we'll that Kayleen runs. W- watch that on your own because it, it, oh it speaks gosh. for itself. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's really amazing. God. And then if you don't have or you feel a little bit nervous talking on the phone or the consultations aren't available at the time you're listening to this, we're going to put the link to a free training that I'm running. Mm-hmm. So it's a webinar training, you know, how to heal if you feel hopeless, if you've suffered for decades. Mm-hmm. And um, it's an amazing training. Again, really, really eye-opening. And it, it, just register. Again, it's free. It's worth it. At the end, I talk about the program that I run. We're here to help. We really mm-hmm. are. Right? We've been there. We've been to the dark spots. And we're reaching a hand back out. And we have this roadmap. And we want to help real mm-hmm. bad. So keep showing up to the podcast. Tuesdays yeah. are PTSD book club. Wednesdays are PTSD recovery workshop. Thursdays, PTSD and relationships. Fridays are Q&A. So if you have any questions, uh, reach out via email, which will be below as well. And Monday is motivation. So we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. We love you. We're rooting for you. And I, I believe in you. And we believe in you. A million percent. Okay. This is a great episode. This I love this one. It's kind of <laughs> long, but... Yeah. Um, it is time to skedaddle, I do believe. It is time to leave, to end it, right? To end it. End it. Adios. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye.